Welcome to HR Bytes, a podcast and video series to bring you stories of everyday people who are driving digital transformations in their organizations, data-driven and future-fit digital HR leaders. Today's guest is Tolu Peters. Tolu is the Deputy Division Chief at the International Monetary Fund's Institute for Capacity Development based in Washington, D.C and is here today in her personal capacity as an international human resources and operations executive. Tolu has over 25 years of experience in international development, financial services, and consulting, and has worked in multicultural and diverse environments in the United States, Africa, Europe, and the Middle East. Wow, welcome to HR Bytes, Tolu. What an impressive and global HR profile you have. Could yeah. you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background and role? Thank you so much, Jay. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, we are truly in interested and demanding times for everyone. And I'm so happy to be able to um, learn through our experiences. And as you said, I am here in my personal capacity. So my views are not representative of my workplace, but they are my, my views about the HR space in which we operate. So as you said, um, I do work with um, the um, IMF's Institute for Capacity Development. And my role at the moment is largely in operations and um, providing operations leadership um, to the delivery of um, capacity development to um, staff within the organization and um, member country officials. So, um, but I have had a long history of human resources experience in different aspects of human resources and hu human resource is my passion. And I'm so happy to be able to talk about it here today. Awesome. Well, with the inward focus on employees and the big shift to remote work mm -hmm. this past year, due to the pandemic, of course, yeah. digital transformations in human resources have become a necessity. And how mm -hmm. do you think the pandemic has fast forwarded uh, tech adoption in your HR organization currently? Yeah, well, I'll just talk on HR organizations. I think what we have is that the pandemic has taught us a lot of lessons, right? Um, personally and professionally on how to be change ready resilient, innovative, and compassionate all at the same time. And I think that's um, quite a, a weight to carry for many HR functions and many individuals um, personally. And so HR functions today are managing business continuity and responding to a global and unpredictable unpredict pandemic. So. Um, you know, an article I read actually speaks to your question. It's um, by Dave Ulrich um, in HR's ever-involving contributions. I don't know if you have had time to see well, it or you've come across it well, at he all. He is kind of the father of modern HR, I know, so I'm sure we'll come across a lot of his I know. <laughs> top, like, I know. on this topic. And he said, you know, and he said, look, about a year ago, even just before the pandemic, you know, HR businesses and leaders were all encouraged to adapt the future of work. Remember, <laughs> we didn't know it was going to come so 
fast, uh, you know, and, um, you know, HR has had to respond um, to rapid technology evolutions is what he says. And now HR is actually center stage, needing to reinvent today's and tomorrow's work and adapt to a lot of global um, challenges, social tensions. You know, we've heard about all the political um, things going on, economic adversities, you know, that the pandemic has brought. So HR is really central to what's going on here. And HR therefore has had to scale up really quickly and step up to address all these pressing um, um, differences and work, work. I'll just add quickly that some of the tech adoptions that we're seeing as a result of this is we see an increased automation of manual and tedious work. Um, also data analysis now becomes really critical. Um, there's also the introduction of intuitive self-service HR platforms to minimize or eliminate um, uh, manual interventions. I mean, we're all at home, right? There's nobody to be um, walking to their offices and checking on where's my, um, how far has this process gone? We've also had to adopt a lot of innovative communication methods. Mm -hmm. And you know, social media platforms to catch staff attention because to especially important messages, right? Because there's so many competing priorities, personal and professional. So um, organizations have had to be really innovative in sometimes using video and, and short um, modular training to get messages across and um, to staff in very short bites, you know. So these are just some of the few ways in which. Um, adoption has been um, accelerated. Absolutely. I, I like the use of the word bytes there because that's what exactly yes. we are doing today. I We're bringing know. bytes of information and definitely Absolutely. technology has, uh, you know, accelerated um, this for us in HR. And by the way, today is National Technology Day. To, so happy National Technology Day to you. <laughs> well, happy National Technology to you as well. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so in, you know, having been in HR for this long, you are very aware of the fact that for any kind of uh, technology to be adopted within the HR function, there are lots of moving parts that need to be taken into account and a lot of yeah. different uh, individuals and departments within the organization mm -hmm. are involved in that decision making. Um, mm -hmm. What role did your social capital, your connections within your organization play in, you know, generating, incubating and scaling innovation in HR departments that you've worked at? Yeah, well, I, th I, I think the biggest challenge for any HR organization occurs when there's a, a need for significant change in how HR delivers services to its clients, right? Yes. Um, and but what is so fascinating about transformative change of this uh, magnitude um, is that it's not just the complexity of rolling out a new HR platform, right? But also managing the impact on the stakeholders at all levels and engaging to change um, the existing culture um, you know, we do have that saying that culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? <laughs> and <laughs> so, lunch and dinner these days. <laughs> and lunch and dinner these days, you're right. So um, a culture shift that moves employees from an awareness of the change to adoption of same um, requires a lot of, you know, 
internal stakeholders. It requires extensive training programs. It requires communications, coaching. It, you know, there's so many competing priorities in addition to budgetary issues, timelines, you know, making sure that um, the project is on course, you know, especially when it comes to an IT project where many people don't always feel very comfortable with IT changes, right? So I think it's really important um, in leading change of, of, of that nature that all stakeholders impacted and even some not impacted need to be carried along, um, need to be, um, um, we, we need to make sure that we are clear as to where stakeholders are in the process of change. Absolutely. And, and what's one piece of advice you have for HR professionals who are looking to adopt or learn new technology? HR. <laughs> well, you know, HR professionals, in my view, must embrace technology. I mean, in providing innovative solutions for their clients, they need to be comfortable with change agile in this new world that we find ourselves in. And the reason why technology is so important, especially for the HR um, uh, managers and, and staff, is that it enables greater efficiency and better and allows you to have better service to clients. It also provides data that is so important for making strategic decisions. And also, as we've seen from rollouts of HR platforms, you know, you find that the whole institution is empowered because they're now they're now able to take decisions straight from the system, right? They don't have to keep ringing HR and finding out where things are. Um, these things come to them through their emails or other you know, platforms within um, the organization. So it's important that HR professionals um, um, have a very open view about what HR can do for them, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I mean, these are things that I think I would um, encourage all HR professionals me as well, because even though I'm not in an HR role, I do see, still see myself as an HR professional. And, you know, one of the excellent things that technology does, it, it allows you to have time to be able to do a lot of meaningful work and engagement and build relationships and collaborate across different um, departments and, and institutions. And, and I think that is so fascinating um, because technology has helped to raise HR's game. So, um, so what can HR do, do you think, to prepare our function for an increase in the remote and hybrid uh, work environments that we are all now kind of used to. I'm wearing my Zoom yeah. shirt. <laughs> and how do you think that, you know, we as a function can prepare for this increase in remote and hybrid work? You know, this is an excellent question. And I say this because remote and hybrid work is inevitable in our new world. It's here to stay, you know. Um, so HR professionals uh, must fully contribute to um, the business impact because we in the HR profession, we create, we deliver, we capture valuable insights on the organization, you know, and we support leadership. So HR, we must have a heightened understanding of the challenges that staff face at home, um, what support they need. Um, and it's easy for us to assume that we do know these things, but you know, short 
surveys can address this and help us to get feedback on what are the what will be appreciated you know and and many organizations have done that and seen the benefit of this it's also important as HR professionals to encourage and apply flexibility in managing our programs. We need to review policies that don't add any value to the new way of work, right? You know, we must see seize this opportunity of this time to truly recreate what the employee experience should look like from recruitment to separation. These are opportunities for us to really make tremendous impact. Um, we need to help our leaders. A lot of managers don't know how to manage staff from a remote um, perspective. You know, we need to help them to encourage check-ins. We need to help them to um, move past the line of site supervision where you see the, the staff and you're able to engage. You have to engage in a different way these days. I say that trust has become the new currency in the relationship management that leaders have to have. Trust is a new currency for that. I mean, it's always been there, but it's now so heightened that um, there has to be a really open relationship where you understand truly what am I asking of the staff? And the staff is also understanding what is it that my manager wants from me. So this, uh, this is an opportunity for managers to think and look at what exactly, you know, that you know, must change to ensure that they're able to sustain the motivational and engagement of, of their staff. Absolutely. I, I see that as a change from life cycle HR to lifestyle HR. Basically, oh. it has been a shift, right? It's no longer mm -hmm. just the employee life cycle, but we are, yeah. you know, forced by this virus to be in the lifestyle of our employees in more ways than one and, and, and you know, than ever before. So this is, I, I think, a great time for our profession and for the work that we are going to do for the future of the entire workplace, so to speak. Absolutely. I was just going to add, you know, it's funny you said Happy National Technology Day because there was this program on TV last night and it was a tech leadership series, which I just came across. I hadn't actually noticed or maybe it's a, an ad hoc program. I don't know. But it was sponsored by Deloitte on WJLA. And, you know, one of the key things that was said was that we have to think differently about the customer and employee experience. And what they said was that, you know, this is just different sides of the same coin. And I thought that was really um, insightful, you know. So we must focus on the employees to make sure that we get um, the quality service to the clients. Absolutely. And my mantra is consumer driven employee experience. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I mentioned this in one of my Forbes expert panel articles as well, where, uh, you know, if we are able to order anything at the click of a button in our homes, that yes. should come to our workplaces. It should be uh, a no-brainer anymore for us because you know employees are no longer uh, going to pick up the phone or walk in to request something. They want it at the click of a button and being HR should be able to provide that to them. Yeah. So that's a great yeah. point you bring and I, it resonates with my work and uh, my <laughs> message a lot as well. <laughs> so that brings us to the fun part of today's conversation. Um, okay. I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Who is one person you've gained in your network in the last year um, that you think 
a lot more people should know about, should connect with, and follow on social media? One person comes to mind, and his name is Brad Shelton Brand. And Brad works, he's a partner at GuideHouse, which is a global consultancy firm that helps clients navigate complex challenges. So I'm sure he has a lot of work on his plate at this, at this time. Um, he's based in Washington, DC, and I met him through um, a community leadership initiative I'm involved in on a volunteer basis. And he agreed actually to be a global mentor in support of one of the programs. I find Brad a very insightful person. And what, what drew me to him really was how authentic he was. And I think many times a lot of us struggle with authenticity. It seems like we have to put up a show or try and be who we're not. And I found him very authentic and grounded in sound principles, you know, he, he had this appreciative um, air about him as to where, you know, where he's coming from and what alternatives could have happened and, you know, how his mother, you know, um, um, supported him. And he, 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 he had this very appreciative air about him and, and that I really liked, you know, and the sound principles I talk about is sound principles to navigate challenges, which is really his work, right? What he does. So I guess that's why he's good at it. And, you know, the other thing that endeared me to him is that he's given back, you know, many people get to the top and, and struggle to give back because they don't have time. Um, there's a lot of competing priorities, but he has made himself available to mentor within and outside his organization, young professionals, upcoming professionals. And so I'm really pleased to be able to um, at least think of him, you know, in relation to your question. Wonderful. I will add uh, his LinkedIn account information in the show notes if anyone would like okay. to follow uh, Brad. And thank you for that wonderful connection introduction. <laughs> he sounds like an yeah. awesome individual to be in our network. He is. He is. So what's one of your favorite HR podcasts? What favorite is for a season, right? But uh, one that I would like to bring out now um, comes from an HR podcast I listened to very recently on, um, it, the title was Take a Leadership Transformation Challenge. Okay. And the reason why it resonated with me, just even the title was because as HR professionals, many times we, we're in a situation where we're telling people what to do, how to do it. But, you know, it's important that we are also challenging our own leadership journey, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was a very interesting um, podcast by Cindy Masingo and Ralph Sumon. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how you transform by making adaptive changes and how important it is to stick to um, your goals during this transformation journey. And they mentioned about a few things that could help in that um, vein, including commitment to a specific behavior. And that caught me because, you know, you usually say, you know, commitment to a specific goal, but this was commitment to a specific behavior. Meaning that if you look at it from an exercise point of view, um, you, you tell yourself, I'm gonna go for a jog every day, but 
you do, you know, you start well in the middle somewhere, it gets all funny, but you know, you have to speak what you would like to see as well. So whatever commitment looks like you, you, you do that. Um, also they talked about, um, accountability, which I think is a, a well-known um, way of making sure you stick on to your goals. Um, you know, making sure that you do identify an accountability partner and make sure that you're checking in with the accountability partner on where you are in, in that journey. They also talked about being intentional towards one's um, transformation or connecting your motivation to the desired outcome. So once you think about why you're in this journey in the first place, what you're hoping to achieve from drive you to, you know, where you want to be. Wonderful. We'll add that to the show notes as well. That, that sounds like <laughs> a great podcast to listen to. Um, so, so that being said, what's one of your favorite LinkedIn learning or e-learning webinar series for HR technology? Well, I, I mean, I've already mentioned David, um, uh -huh. Dave Ulrich, right? He's somebody that, you know, I follow uh -huh. and I've had the opportunity to be in his um, training. So it, I, I, I really enjoy talking about him, but I didn't want to talk about Dave all throughout this. So um, I did go into um, CCL because they also have a lot of excellent mm -hmm. podcasts. Mm -hmm. And also because I have a passion on leadership, I know that they do a lot on, on leadership as well. So it was about building resilience in times of disruption. And I thought this was so apt for where we are today, right? And um, they, they talked about um, three key practices which would help um, us in uh, uh, resilience building, right? Um, one is um, managing your personal energy and making sure that you manage resistance as you manage you know, your energy, making sure you are showing up, giving your best at all times, um, relinquishing you know, your attachment to the outcome, but just staying in the present and showing up each day, you know, in a way that people want to engage with you, in a way that you're able to be positive in achieving what it is you want to achieve. They also talked about shifting your lenses, um, mm -hmm. taking charge of how you think about adversity. And at this time, there's a lot of adversity around, you know, I mean, there's a lot of death, a lot of illness, a lot of homelessness, starvation. I mean, there's so much going on. And I, I like how someone put it where they said the numbers start becoming names, you know? And so we have to um, have a bigger perspective about the situations that we find ourselves and exercise compassion, not only to ourselves, but to other people. And I think this is a time in the history of this country or the world really, where compassion has, is so much needed. And um, the third was the sense of purpose. And they talked about developing a personal why. Why, why am I doing this? Why am I here? You know, and it, it helps you you know, better face setbacks, challenges, and also looks for ways that crisis and adversity um, may connect to your larger life purpose. So it's not just about the little things that you see, but it's about just stepping back, reflecting and thinking about how everything that you see going on and how it's impacting on you and, and how is that connecting to a bigger picture. Um, and and I, I just thought that was really um, um, 
um, insightful and, you know, it resonated with my own personal experiences, um, you know, things that I have done to make sure that I'm alert and awake and present, you know, e.g., um, I get up every day like I'm going to work. I don't lounge and then, you know, come in my pajamas to, to, to work. I mean, it works for some, so I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying that for me to be present, I just need to make sure that I'm maintaining my routine um, as I did when we went to work. Absolutely. It's very important that mindset is what matters a lot, yes, especially absolutely. now. So we've talked about how the you know whole world has kind of gone through this upheaval this past year, and and of course our workplaces have really really been battered. Um, what's one workplace trend you think is here to stay, other than the Zoom shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, for sure. Um, I think the most obvious is life will not be the same again, even when we do go back to an in-person um, situation. The pandemic has actually taught us that we're able to move to a seamless virtual environment and be productive. I think many organizations, and when I recall something they said in the um, leadership tech leadership series yesterday, they said the government has never had this huge culture of working from home. And so they're amazed at how productive and how efficient it is. And, and really that's a lesson a lot of organizations have, have learned that we're able to um, manage change of a big scale and still be um, productive. So um, that definitely I think is the most obvious and is the most important. Um, aspect of um, this pandemic and the lessons that it has taught us. So um, we need to get ready for smaller offices, more, you know, virtual work, hybrid in some instances, um, and a whole change in mindset of how the organization relates to its staff and how they manage the staff and how they reward staff as well because there's that issue of performance management as well right absolutely. which is absolutely. another topic in itself absolutely yeah. and you do a lot yeah. of work in that area so you know <laughs> definitely well even in my current role yes i do so yeah and um, i have worked in performance management in power roles as well so wow. um it's, it's 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 been an interesting journey for that particular practice hr practice absolutely yeah. And, and um, you know, you spoke about compassion and recently we had this event here, a virtual event called Be The Ripple. Uh, it's an organization that uh, Joanna wow. Suwarna runs out of um, the United Kingdom, uh, UK based wow. organization, but they had a kind fest here in the United States, which was a virtual event. And oh, it was about okay. spreading kindness in the workplace. And it was such okay. a nice event. Uh, there are recordings of the event on their website. Uh, if you'd like okay. to watch it, a lot of our HR mm -hmm. community folks were uh, presenting and speaking and part of the round table there. So uh, oh, wow. that's, that was one very good event that I thought to end the year on. <laughs> Um, so how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? Well, um, as you know, I am a leadership um, coach. I um, got the certification for that. And so I really enjoy doing a lot of pro bono leadership coaching work. And I do that uh, within organizations. I do that in my community. 
Um, and I, I really enjoy seeing people transform from um, where they are and, and hearing alternative perspectives or coming up themselves with alternative perspectives of what they can do. And that's really a joy to, to look at. I'm also on the board of the Northern Virginia Society of Human Resource Management. Mm -hmm. And that also has been a very interesting, excellent network opportunity. Um, it's, it's been great to see what happens behind the scenes. And um, um, that I have enjoyed um, quite a lot. Um, also, I'm a volunteer director of a community leadership initiative. I alluded to that earlier on in which Brad um, is, is a global mentor. And the essence is really to build leadership capacity in young professionals um, who have probably two to three years um, work experience in one of the programs and then in other program in one of the other programs it's really focused at building leadership capacity in managers young managers um, and that has been really rewarding as well awesome well it's been awesome just you know listening to you i i think this conversation can continue for hours but we have, <laughs> we have a time limitation so I thank know. you so much for being my guest today uh the insights that you've shared will resonate with many many of our hr co colleagues across the globe and i'm sure of that and if our listeners would like to connect with you tolu what's the best way for them to reach you online I think the short answer to that will be LinkedIn. Awesome, and I will I will uh, include your LinkedIn profile link in the show yeah. notes, so anyone who's interested can uh, connect with you. So thank you again, yeah, Tolu. This has been just thank awesome. Um, I have really learned a lot in this short time, and I'm looking forward yes. to hearing more from you and continuing uh, to collaborate with you. Thank you. Thank you, Jay, and thank you for the excellent work you're doing in the HR community. Thank you.